y'all welcome back to the marty mars show as always i'm excited about what i'm doing in the kingdom of god dope podcast that i have here i'm very excited today to have a guest that i have on so today's episode is episode six um the title of this episode is still being humble um i actually met this gentleman through instagram and been following his movement and that's what the episode based off and just talking with him seeing his vision and what he's doing in the kingdom he's still humble despite all the blessings that He's getting from God. So that's why I titled this episode that. Um, so I'm very excited. Let's go ahead and get right into the interview. I want to introduce him. He is a, uh, I guess I should say pastor slash reverend slash just true man of God as well as a Christian rapper, right? Which is, I always love that. His name is JS3 all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. How you doing, brother? Hey, man. God bless you, brother. I'm so happy to be here. I praise God for you and everything that he's doing in your life so so thank you for uh, inviting me on your show and uh hey you know big things coming man so so get ready get ready amen amen i received i received that so js3 tell a little people about yourself i know i gave a little bit but let, let the people know who you are all right so my name is js3 that's my stage name but my real name my government name is joseph smith the third and so uh i am from miami florida and i've been here in atlanta um several years so i'm i'm, I'm half uh peach and 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 uh, half uh, Floridian, so you know, um, so I, I praise God. So uh, I went to school at undergrad at Purdue University in uh, in West Lafayette, Indiana, and then I got my master's degree in seminary um, for um, for becoming a, a pastor here in Atlanta at Mercer University. So um, so God is good, man. Yeah. Amen. So let me ask you this: How did you get to from Florida to Purdue? Where you're so, at? Yeah, yeah, great question. So, yeah, so I played basketball and football in high school, and I knew that I was going to get a scholarship in either one. I was better in football than I was at basketball. So um, so I got a scholarship um, for football. I, I had about 30 offers coming out of high school, so I was all right, you know what I'm saying? And I uh, went, went to Purdue University on the football scholarship. I played defensive end long time ago, long time ago. I'm an OG in the gang, in the game. So long time ago, I played ball and uh, played for a year and, uh, and ended up getting hurt, unfortunately, which ended my career. Yeah, then after that, um, you know, I finished school, got into music and uh, and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, this is a side question. Did you play with anybody, even though you were there for that one year, did anybody make it to the NFL that you knew? Oh, yeah. I played with several people uh, back then. Um, there's a, a football player named Rob Woodson um, that played um, for, for the Steelers. Um, so I played with him, uh, Rob Woodson. Uh, man, I played with, uh, with Mel Gray, who, who played for the Lions. He was a punt returner. Uh, Scotty... Uh, 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 Donnie Anderson. I played with um, um, man uh, Steve Everett, who was a quarterback in the NFL for several years. Um, oh man, a couple couple other guys, man. Uh, you know, it's it's so good. Um, um, Strickland, um, what's his name? I forgot his name. Fred Strickland played with play, play with Fred Strickland. He played uh, in the NFL for a while. Several several cats, man. So um, it was just a blessing to be able to have that experience to be able to to go to college. And and to play with those play with those guys, so um so it it was good, man, to to 
to see not just to, not just to play with them, but to see what how their NFL careers uh, actually turned out as well. So such a blessing. Yeah, you had me on Rob Woodson. I'm like to play with him. Yeah, yeah, we went in. We were all all of us were freshmen together. So we were freshmen. Me and Rob Woodson we were freshmen together. And then I think um, uh, Fred Strickland came in the year after I came that, that I was there. And uh, but other guys, uh, Jim Ever, he was a senior at the time. Um, and so so yeah, man, just uh, just a blessing. So amen. Awesome, awesome. So. Uh, how did you become a Christian, man? And I like to ask all my guests that because everybody always has an interesting testimony of how they got to uh, become a Christian. So how did you actually become a Christian? Well, my family, we have we have several pastors and ministers in my family. I grew up in, like I say, Miami, Florida. And uh, and so I grew up, you know, in the church, but then I always go to church, you know. So I but I, I developed my relationship with God uh, back in 2004. That's when I actually got saved in 2004. And for me, it was just a time that um, that was that was appointed. Uh, I had been in and out, like I say, in and out of church and in and out of things that I was doing in the world. So I was doing crazy things in the world. I never was a bad person, um, per se, like killing people or anything like that. But my fun, the type of fun that I had, I thought was, you know, you know, being with women. And so, you know, if you know, if you go back to a, a biblical term or something that says in the Bible, it says I, I was definitely what I would call a whoremonger. And so I don't say those things to to say about how fun that was at the time. I say that to say how God is so good in my life and how he changed me. Right. right and right. so, you know, the person I was being a football player, it was always women around. And then I got into a frat. So I'm a frat boy. So there was always women around. And then I became a DJ, always women around. So that was my thing. You know, I just you know, to me, that's what I was what I would consider fun during that time was, uh, you know, to just be with as many women as I could, hang out, party, drink, you know, smoke weed back in the day and that type of thing. So um, so that's what God delivered me from. And so those are the types of things that God changed me. And uh, and I know that I was being changed. Uh, and I'll give this quick story. I, um, I was working out, my major was restaurant, hotel, and tourism when I was in college. And okay. so um, I worked at different restaurants all, uh, all the time. Like it, uh, I was a manager for Applebee's and for Cracker Barrel and for a company called Aramark, five-star food service and that type of thing. And so I was working at Applebee's one time when I was working at Applebee's and God, I mean, the, the enemy knows how to try to get to us and try to, you know, uh, let our minds like wander and that type of thing. And, and, and even though I was married at the time, I had just gotten married, um, my flesh was still trying to maneuver, right? And so I remember this one time uh, in this restaurant where I was working in that, Three women that, that that said that they liked me came into this restaurant all in the same day at different times. And I was just like, you got to be joking. Like one of the bartenders that worked there, she was trying to get at me. There was a, a, a server that used to work at this other restaurant that I used to work at named Johnny Carino's, which was an Italian restaurant. She came in through the drive-thru and, hey, I ain't seen you in a while. How you doing? And then uh, another lady who was a teacher, she came in with, a, with, a, with her friends and were in the restaurant. And then the bartender came in later that night and she came in all oh, devil really trying me right now. You know what I mean? And so that's how I know that I was starting to get delivered from what God has uh, called me from, because I, of course, didn't, you know, didn't bite uh, on, on that. But, um, but I got saved in 2004. I was uh, someone who, like I said, I was doing those things. And um, like I said, not necessarily hurt anybody. It was just what I was called fun, calling fun at the time. And then uh, God just started working on me and started changing me and, and, and working on me from the inside um, to be who I am called to be today. And uh, and whatever he has for me next. Uh. So let me ask you this: Was it uh, anybody in particular who maybe would have ministered to you, or was it just like literally just God kind of just spoke to your heart? Or something? 
Well, I've always had, like I said, uh, ministers and, and pastors and people in my family. My mother's an evangelist, um, and she's written a couple books. Uh, her name is Elvira, Evangelist Elvira Lloyd-Webb. And so uh, my sister, she's a pastor. My sister, actually, she's younger than I am. She actually got saved before I did, and she's actually a pastor. And she's one of those type of people that's like one of those street pastors who uh, minister to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like she at one time, she had a church, but it was mainly outside on the streets ministering to people in Miami. And like there are parts of Miami, man, that are like, you know, drug infested and, you know, um, you know, prostitution and all types of stuff, whatever like that. And she had one of her members that that was in a crack house one time. And she knew all the drug dealers on the street and everything. She went up in the crack house and got her member out of the crack house and, and brought her back to the church, right? So these are the type of people that I have ministering in my life. And I've had several people that's prophesied to say that I was going to be, become a, you know, a minister, become a pastor and that type of thing. So I've always had people around me. And that's one thing about, I believe, about most of, most of us that grow up and we get away from church, that we have these people that's around us. But at times, you know, we just decide not to listen. You know, we decide not to follow God. We decide not to, to, to be led by the purpose that was already set before us. And so what we do is, um, you know, we stray, you know, and that we need those people to continue to speak in our lives and pray for us and intercede for us. And that's what those people did, you know, along with other people um, that I knew and still know uh, to, to, um, to now of what, I'm, you know, what God has me doing today. That's that's dope, man. Everybody got that one aunt, cause I got that aunt too. I got that. Yeah. Everybody's that one aunt who go hard oh, yeah. with God, and if you stay in her house or you buy her, oh, you going to church? So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I understand yeah. exactly what you're saying. Uncles, yeah, yeah. We have we have those, uh, you know, and and again, you know, parents and that type of thing, sisters and brothers. So yeah, absolutely, man. You got to have that in your life, man, because that's what we need. Amen. So, what do you enjoy most about church, man? Like, be honest. What, what do you like about church? Uh, you know, before when I was younger, I used to say that I was it was it was boring and I didn't want to be a church boy. I didn't want to be a Bible thumper, you know, when I was younger, because it just, you know, I, you know, it just it just didn't seem fun. Right. But now it's it's, it's only a totally different thing, because when I look at it now from from the, the standpoint of being able to follow God, I say, you know, I just enjoy the environment. I enjoy the people that's at church. You know, I enjoy the, the relationship that I have with him now. And since I enjoy that relationship, it's easier for me to. To, to want to go to church and, and, and to be uh, a part of what's going on and to be a part of God's kingdom. Because with me, it's like there's, uh, I tell people all the time, like with my, my ex-wife and even my wife now, it's like even where like I was working at these di different companies, wherever I would go to train and that type of thing, I would always find a church to go to. So like like now I just enjoy being, a, being in church. I enjoy that guy's atmosphere. I enjoy how he how I can relate to him. And, uh, and I wish, honestly, bro, I, I, you know, I know I'm in the season where I am now, but I wish I would have had what I have now at a younger age. I feel like I would have been, you know, uh, my calling would have been different, you know, and that type of thing. But, you know, you just go from where you are now and you just try to keep it moving. Um, but I really enjoy it. And I just um, I'm, I'm focused on what God has called me to do. And, uh, and so I'm happy where I am right now. Amen. I'm glad to hear you say what you said, that you're happy where you are, because that's where a lot of people struggle at. Like everybody, you know, even myself, I had to realize whatever I'm trying to do, it's a process. Right. You can't start. You're not always for most things. You're not going to start on the top. So where right. you start from the bottom, you work your way up. And it's a blessing. And like you said, because it helped you to be where you are now. So that way. You Absolutely. Could be Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get into being in a Christian rapper slash music industry? I know you said okay. you did it in college, but like, how did you get to the Christian aspect of it? Well, I started, I started DJing in college. And so when I started DJing, after I stopped playing ball, I started DJing. 
And once I started DJing, that kind of morphed into me having a rap group. Um, I had a rap group on college, and then I had another rap group. And then we we had this group called Soul Control that we released. It, we, well, back then it was called Cassettes. And so, <laughs> so we released this little cassette in, in college. And uh, we had, you know, there was in like uh, uh, these little record stores back in the day. And then we would, you know, sell them when we, you know, did little shows and that type of thing. And so we, we performed all over like Indiana and, and Chicago and that type of thing. And then uh, once I got to, to Georgia, I started my own independent record label. It was still secular. It was called Mind State Entertainment Records. But when you were talking about how God changed my life or how I got into the church and that type of thing, when I was starting my rebirth and, and who God called me to be, I kept, I was doing secular music, but I kept hearing in my head, and people don't believe me when I say this, but I kept hearing in my head, I want you to do music, but I want you to do music that will glorify me. And that's what I kept hearing this for years, for a couple of years, I kept doing secular music. And every time I was trying to do something, something might work out, but then it didn't work out. And then something else might work out. And then, uh, and I would get up a little foot in the door, but then something didn't work out. And so I kept hearing these voices, but then when I started giving my life over to Christ and started doing things with the church and in the church, then that's when things change. So um, I was working again uh, in the rest of my business. I was working at Domino's. And when I was working at Domino's, I was a general manager and, um, I'm just working, doing my thing. And this guy comes in and he says, hey, I want to get a job being a being a driver. And I was like, OK, well, I need to go out and, you know, check the kind of car that you have to make sure that it's OK to, to drive and everything. And uh, and he says um, he told me about two weeks later after I hired him. Um, but I, but before that, he said um, I, I went outside and I said, uh, I, he, I said, you have a Lexus. You're going you're gonna to deliver pizzas in a Lexus. And he says he said, yeah, I said he said, God told me to come here because I need to feed my family. He had just lost his job, making $100,000 a year in the communication business. And the communication business went down during that time. And he had just told his wife to come home. They have a child with autism. They have three children, a child with autism. And he, he just lost everything. Hmm. God told him to come there. Two weeks later, uh, he said, I heard you do music. And I was like, I didn't really talk about music at, at the time, like at, at my job and everything. So I heard you do music. And I was like, yeah, I, I did some music in the past. I'm doing some things right now when I have some beats and everything. And so we started talking about it, found out he was a Christian. He was already ministering and everything. And that's how I actually started um, in Christian rap. So we had a group called Quest, Quintessential Wisdom, Edifying and Seeking Trinity. And uh, we went into the studio. We said, we'll do one song. And uh, we did a song called Thank You. And then once we did that song, after that, it blo blossomed into an entire album. And, and so uh, we did two albums and then we ministered all over Georgia, Florida, uh, Tennessee, Alabama, a chance to see, you know, hundred, hundreds of people get saved over about 10 years and everything. And God did an amazing thing. So I'm just so thankful about that, that connection and, and him and my, my, my partner, his name is Mike, uh, gifted is his stage name. And uh, we're still connected today. Wow, that's crazy. And all this started from you just working at Domino's. Me being me working at Domino's and him being obedient mm -hmm. to coming to Domino's because sometimes people would be like, I, I, what? I, I was making $100,000. I lost my job. And God, you telling me that I got to go deliver pizza? <laughs> right, right. And he said during that time, as a testimony, he said during that time, he was able to feed, he was able to make enough money hourly and through tips to be able to take care of his, his family during that time. So he was obedient to what God called him to do. And then we started this connection. So we started our, our, our own uh, record label during that time. Uh, and then we did, like I said, we did those two those two projects. And, and then after that, he started going a different direction. He became, he's a, a youth pastor at his church now from Powder Springs, Georgia. And he has a company that he that he does where, where he actually, it's called Above the Cloud. And it's a media company. And so he, he's doing that along with some other things that he did, live stream and, 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 
and all that good stuff. But what he does is he helps uh, churches and different people take take their media brands to the next level. And so um, so he's doing his thing. So I, I just praise God for his, his friendship, his brotherhood, and, and what you know he's done uh, with the, what we got a chance to do over those years. That's dope, man. So y'all, are y'all still doing music together? I know y'all still talk, but any new music coming together? Well, uh, when we did, um, when I started this record label, which is Jehovah Jams Records, Jehovah Jams Records. Uh, <laughs> so when I started this record label, uh, we, we released our first project. Uh, it was uh, back in 2017, and it was a compilation called Revelation Rhythm and Rhyme. And so by that time, he had already, already retired. We joke about it, about it all the time, but we had already retired and everything. But I said, bro, I'm doing this, this uh, compilation that's going to be um, Christian rap and, and praise and worship. And so there was a couple artists at the church that I was attending at the time. Uh, the minister of music there, his name was John Bennett. And then there was a singer named Kimberly McCray. Then another singer named February Hill, who still I'm still working with right now, um, has an album coming out on, on the 29th. Um, uh, I, I said, I want to do this project. And I said, bro, I want you to come out of retirement, do this song. And so we had this song on there called Making Up a Classic. I'll, I'll send it to you sometime so you can check it out. Okay. And so we did that song a couple years ago. So I did get him out of retirement for that song. Um, and so my, my solo project that I'm working on right now, I thought about trying to get him to come out, but that, he, his brothers be so busy, man, doing everything that he's doing, man. I don't know if I'll be to get him out of retirement, but what I might have to do, I might do, uh, I might do a single later on, maybe uh, later on this year and see if I could, you know, get him in his, you know, get him out of his wheelchair and, and, you know, prop him up, you know, behind the mic and see if he'll do a song with me. So we'll see. No. All right, come on, Mike. We need you to come out of retirement. Come on, more yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but he's a good dude, and you know, I'm I'm kidding about the the the, uh, the, the wheelchair and everything. He's not in the wheelchair. He's he's very healthy. But you know, we're always joking you know, about each other. Good to have those people in our life, man. And uh, and he's been a great friend, great brother. Like you know, we like you know, brothers with you know with different mothers and everything. So you know, it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. Awesome. So what's your process for developing music, especially being a Christian rapper? What's your process? Man, uh, you know, great song. I think with all music, especially with my music, um, it's been, it's, it varies, you know, because sometimes you can hear a beat, you know, and once you hear a beat, it's like, oh, I got, I got something for that. Or you develop something that can be dope for that song. Um, then sometimes you can just hear a lyric or you can hear a word and it'll spark something. Sometimes you could be praying and something comes to mind. Um, it just, you know, it, it flows in different ways. Okay. Um, so in starting your Christian record label of Jehovah Jam Records, um, mm -hmm. why did you start a, a record label? Because let's, let's be real, there are a lot of record labels and you could have maybe went the route of, let's be real, some of the the large secular um, record labels have maybe like a Christian component to it. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to start your own? That's interesting. Well, I, I think the, the first thing started with us back in college when we when we did um, the, the Soul Patrol. We had a we had a record label then. It was called TSP Records. And so that was the first of it. And then when I got to Georgia, I started Mind State Entertainment Records. And so we did, we, you know, I did that. And then it started the label with Mike and I. But with Jehovah Jam's records, it's like I believe that we should have ownership. You mm -hmm. know, and that's one of the things that we don't have um, in, in the music business a lot. You know, you have like. You know, there are a lot of record labels that are out there, like the big ones, of course, but then you have like the independent artists on the secular side, like, you know, Bad Boy, you know, Bad Boy Records and, you know, um, you know, Aftermath with, you know, Dr. Dre and, you know, Social Dev with Jermaine Dupree and all this type, type thing. So I think that we need ownership. And that's one of the things that we did. So um, if 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 I could partner with a major label to do distribution, I wouldn't mind doing that when it came to distribution. But I believe that we should own our masters. You know, I believe that we should own, you know, um, 
the the work that we that we're doing and, and it's, it's already hard enough as you try to like even with these platforms that are out there right now it's like even if you partner with these platforms they take a big percentage of your money when yep. you're partnering with these these platforms and i think one of the things uh, that if we, if we could as artists try to push away from the platforms and have our own website where we sell our music on our own websites that money would be could be more retained for us instead of going to these labels these labels or the the platforms and that type of thing so to me um as i look at it now it's really about ownership and it's about partnering with people but like even like so say if you decide that you want to be an artist and you sign with a label, a lot of times you get signed like what they call percentages where you might get only eight or 10%, which is a lot of times high, eight or 10% of that deal. So that means that even if you get 10%, that means that the label is going to make 90% plus whatever they, you have to, whatever you have, whatever recoups that come back. So if they, if you, if they put up 500,000 for your project and, and then videos and, Putting you, you know, put you in a place to stay and all types of stuff and everything. You have to pay that money back. Yeah. So you have to pay that money back. Plus, you're only getting ten percent, hmm. right? So that's not. And in a lot of a lot of eyes, people think that that's a good deal. But some some people, it's okay. They're okay with that. A lot of people aren't. So you know, I just believe ownership is important. I believe owning your own masters is you know important. But I do believe that if you partner with somebody, like I have um, artists that work with me. If I partner with somebody, I want to be fair about what I do. So most of the stuff that I do with people will say, I say, look. You know, I'll put up every, I'll put the money up for it. You know, we will split things down the middle 50-50. And then after I recoup the money that I, you know, uh, put it into the project, then you own everything else after that. You know, and so I think that, you know, fairness is a, is a, is an issue as well, because a lot of times, you know, people aren't fair about these deals that are, that are going on out there. And I want to be fair with the people that I work with, because first of all, I serve the kingdom, you know, I serve God and, you know, the Bible says to do things decently and in order. And so that's where I, I feel that we, we should be and that's what we should be doing for each other. And I, I like what you said about the fairness part. Um, and how do your artists and working with you, I mean, if you mind sharing, like how do your artists feel like by working about your, uh, working with your record label? Like how do they feel, especially with the way you work with them? About like Well, the- I, you know, I, I would pray that everybody, you know, um, is, is happy about it, but you know, everybody's not gonna be happy about what you do, especially like as an independent artist, I don't have, that's the thing that's different than being with a major label. I don't have all of the finances to do all the things that a major record label does. Um, but I try to be fair as possible. Um, nobody's ever going to be happy about every decision that you make. Um, and that's just a part of business. Artists come and go. Uh, my mentor um, in the business, uh, her name is Arlinda uh, Garrett, and she's been in the music business for about 30 something years. And she, she promotes records and that type of thing. You know, and she, she told me, you know, not too long ago, she said, look, artists come and go. All you have to do is just do the best that you can do you know, enjoy the process. And then as, as people, you know, grow, they'll see that what you've tried to do for them has been nothing but helpful. You know, I've taken artists that's never recorded a song, paid for it myself or through my wife with our record label, Jehovah Jams Records. And then sometimes you'll get people that might get upset about something or whatever like that. But at, at the same time, if, if you know that in the bottom of your heart that you've tried to do something helpful to somebody and, you, and, and God is happy and pleased with it, then that, that's all that matters. I received that. I received that. In other words, either you're going to be happy or you're not, but either way, I tried my best. It's the integrity. I tried my best. I tried my best. Hey, sometimes you make mistakes. You know, you try to just, you know, you know, apologize, repent, and, you know, and move forward. But, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, they're, they're, just think about it. It's artists out there that make millions and millions of dollars, and they're still unhappy about, you know, things that they're, that they're doing. So, it, you know, if somebody's, you know, with me in, in an in a, uh, independent record label, 
with with limited re resources, yeah, you're gonna have some people that might be upset, but you just do the best you can and keep it moving, bro. So are you looking for any artists right now, or what's, is Jehovah Jam Records looking for anybody? Well, we have um, I have two projects coming out. This is this is April, so at the end of the month, I have two projects coming out, which is my project, um, which is called Star, and then February Hill, her project, um, which is called A New Creation. She's a gospel praise and worship singer. And so what we're doing right now is we're focusing on these two projects. And, uh, and so we're going to give them, you know, the shine over these next couple months to the end of the year and see what happens. And then, you know, if God uh, opens the door for me to work with somebody else, I would love to, you know, uh, if, if, you know, if it comes to, because we got some other things that's going on behind the scenes right now that we're, that we're not sharing as of yet. Um, but one of them is a movie project that we're working on. Um, so, you know, we want to use songs that we have, you know, in the movie. Uh, we want to be able to um, use those songs to to be able to, you know, hopefully get in some commercials and, you know, in other aspects of the entertainment uh, business. So, you know, we're, we're looking to branch uh, out, you know, but God, you know, hey, God, we need to see some progress with these two with these two products that we get ready to drop first. So we're going to see what happens with them and then go from there. Because, I mean, I'll wrap you a little bit, but, you know, okay. we can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, um. In talking about everything that you said, I thought you brought out some valid points. Um, what can we do as Christians to support our music artists more? Because to be honest with you, I don't feel like as Christians, we don't support our artists enough. That's just my opinion. Uh, Christian rap, contemporary, whatever, white, black, just period. I don't feel like we support them enough. And myself being in the Philadelphia area, I was just talking to um, another man of God about this last week, saying like, I live in Philly, which is like a large city on the East Coast. We only have one Christian radio station, and that's what I'm talking about for people of color. And right. it's not that good, meaning it's not that, you know, what they're trying to do is terrible, but I'm just going to be all the way real. Y'all not playing none of the up-to-date music. I mean, and when I say this, y'all not even playing Travis Green, new stuff, right. or right. any of them type people. So <laughs> that's the issue. So you tell right. me, what do Christian artists need to do to, or what do Christians need to do, excuse me, to help support more Christian artists? That's a great, that's a great question. And I'm glad that you asked that question. One of the things that we need to do is buy each other's music, not just listen to the music, uh, whatever we need to purchase each other's music and stop trying to get everything for free. All right. Let's, let's keep it. Let's just keep it a buck. Right. So that's part of the problem. A lot of people will believe that ministry does not cost ministry costs. If you are a minister in the church, you know, if you're doing something, you know, singing, if you're, if you're preaching, you know, if you're trying to pass out tracks, you know, all these different things cost, right? Even Bibles, Bibles cost. So if somebody goes into a studio and, and even just say, just, just imagine if you pay 10,000 to release your project, that's $10,000. Then, then people feel like they should be able to get that project for free after, after you know, paying $10,000. So if I, if, and, and the problem is this, people who don't create anything, don't understand how hard it is to create something from scratch, brand new that nobody's never heard before. And, and, I, and, and, and so I'm supposed to go up to that person and say, here, here's my project. You can have it for free. We have to support each other financially. That's, that's, that's one of the big things that we are not doing. Everybody wants to get things free. They want to watch the videos and that's good. They want to, you know, every once in a while you'll get people to download stuff, but we have to support each other. And then, the church itself, I think that there's so many people in the church that still support and watch secular artists 
They will go to these secular artist concerts, do all these different things, don't know the artist at all, mm -hmm. but you're in church with somebody that you know that does music and you won't support that person. That's real. That's keeping it a hundred. <laughs> Come on, man, for real. We need to support. We need now. Now, granted, now if the music isn't good or the ministry isn't good, okay, you don't support that. But there are a lot of great. I mean, I, and I don't really consider myself. I, I, I like. I, I'm, I'm okay with what I do, but I don't really consider myself a rapper. I just enjoy. I just enjoy what I do. But there's a lot of great Christian rappers out there, man. There's a lot of great praise and worship artists, contemporary, old school blues. You know, jazz you know, rock and roll. I mean, just all types of music. And and if you want to, there's even if you like somebody that's secular, I promise you there's somebody that's in the kingdom that sounds kind of like what you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? If you search for it. So you, you cannot tell me that, I mean, in every state, every state and even across the the, 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 the world, there, there are Christian rappers that's doing really great thing. And, and honestly, there's a lot of Christian rappers that's better than these dudes that's on the radio, that's on secular. You're not even lying. <laughs> well, I I and I know I ain't gonna say it would never happen, but I know some like Show Baraka. He's one of my favorite lyrical rappers, mm -hmm. and I promise you, lyrically bar for bar, he will trash Jay Z. I promise anybody that if you haven't listened to Show Baraka, just go search him. I'm telling you, he will trash Jay Z. I'm telling you that. That's I used to listen to secular rap, and now I yeah. listen to Christian rap. Lyrically, he will trash. And I'm pretty sure you heard them because you know I'm oh, talking yeah. about. Absolutely, I do. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there, there's many, many, many cats out there, man. Like mm -hmm. East Coast to West Coast, down, down south. I mean, there's so, so many people, man, that you know that I, I wish people get a chance to to listen to and just really um, vibe with them, man, because they were they were really like them. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it's not. And it's not like they're not out there because a lot of these cats have, you know, videos on, you know, YouTube and on, you know, music on Spotify, you know, TikTok and everything like that. So, you know, they're out there. You just have to, you know, want to try to get it. I mean, Jazz, Jazz buy it. Got some not money. just listen to it, buy it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I'll say this, even being a Christian DJ, and I guess I got to do better. It's hard, too, because some of like the platforms like Spotify, like it just they make it challenging to download music. You know what I mean? Honestly. With all the technology we got, I prefer like buying. Now, nah, obviously, I know we don't use CDs as much no more, but it was just easier. I could right. buy the CD. Now right. it's like just the way these platforms are. It's like funny acting sometimes too, you know. Yeah. So I think even the technology that we use doesn't always make it necessarily as easy mm -hmm. as it used to be to right. just simply just buy the music. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, one thing that's a little bit easier for DJs these days is for you know there are, there are many artists that will send you their music. You know, if you ask them, you know, they'll email it so that way you can have an MP3 of it. But one of the things that I really believe, and this is something that, you know, um, I, I think that is coming back. CDs are coming back. A lot of times people, you know, and people don't believe it, but I'm telling you, CDs are coming back where people are wanting support. And, you know, not a lot, everybody isn't into, into downloading, you know, mm -hmm. stuff and, and, and trusting the Internet a lot of times. So, um, you know, I think that's that's a viable tool that sometimes people think that all the new technology is always it. Sometimes, you know, some of the old schools, like even, you know, I used to, I used to be a DJ. I mean, like, you know, I, I, I'm not knocking nobody for what they do, but I was like a DJ with the turntables and everything. Like, you know, Technique 1200 turntables, 30 crates of records, doing parties and everything. So like, when I did it, like, I did it like for real, for real. Like, you know, uh, so, so even records themselves are coming back now, you know, where you can go to, to different stores you know, and buy records. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, th that, that part of hip hop, I think still needs to be, um, 
you know, looked at um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a better way because if, 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 if you, some, sometimes we over-technolize stuff and, and we go too far and, and we have these tools that's already been there. So why not use those tools and, to be able to make it more efficient for people like yourself who really are just start trying to get started and, um, and, and, you know, and, and still have these, these qualities that you can, you know, really put on, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's how I found you. But I think the other thing too, is like you said, people got to realize you also, if you want to find people, you don't have to sell out and look for the secular. Like you said, you got to look too. That's how I found people like you and other people. Yeah. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I spent time, you know, on Instagram. Hey, yeah. search people out or like I found you through DJ Network. So when he shared yeah. you, I'm like, okay, let me yeah. check him out. So yeah, yeah. Shout, out to, shout out to my man, DJ Network. DJ we do a Network. lot of stuff together. That's my, that's my brother, man. Good, good, good dude, man. Good dude. Yeah, he, he, man, I, let me give him some credit, man, because I, I, it's another brother who I met through Instagram. He reached out to me. We ended up talking on the phone, man, and just connecting with him. He's yeah. literally a good dude, man, really about Kingdom. And like I said, as a result, I met JS3. So just yeah. the connections. Overall, he's a good dude. So shout out yeah. to you, DJ Network. Still waiting for that invite to Atlanta, but, <laughs> you know, I know. Oh, it's yo, if, hey, if he say he's going to do it, he's going to do it. That, that's for sure. Network, <laughs> you know, he puts it down. He, he's been putting on a lot of people. Uh, matter of fact, we had a couple of events coming up, and uh, we have a release party um, for the I two projects for my, myself and for uh, February Hill on June June fourth, Saturday, June fourth. And he's actually going to do the music. He's going to DJ for us that day. And matter of fact, next week we're doing a release party on on the Kingdom Kingdom Grind Radio Show um, next week that we're, we're doing that as well. So we got a lot of things popping, man, and and, and that's all due to DJ Network. So I, I praise God for him and, and uh, his movement as well. Shout out to Kingdom Grind Radio as well, yeah. man. Dope, yeah. dope radio show listening yeah. on Facebook as well. Yeah, so check out Kingdom Grind Radio. So yeah. one of the last questions I wanted to ask you: What's some advice you would give to um, some Christian artists who are coming up? Like, what advice would you give to them? Um, that's a great question. Well, so it's so many things, man. I think one one thing is like, especially myself being an OG in the game. Um, if God has told you something, you do what God has called you to do and what God has told you to do until He tells you to do something different, right? So that's the first thing. So if He if He called you to do music, you know, um, or, or you know, minister in the pulpit, you know, or whatever it is for His kingdom, know that we all have talents, you know, and most of, and most of us have more than one talent. So again, I am a licensed pastor. So that's that's first and foremost, you know. So a minister of, of the gospel, and then um, I'm a chaplain by day. So that's what I do for my day job, and then uh, you know do it with the music. So I asked God a couple of years ago about me doing uh, ministry 24 hours a day, and that's what God has blessed me to do: music 24 hours a day, right? I mean, ministry 24 hours a day. And so, as far as music itself, you have to first of all, whatever you do, no matter what you do, make sure that everything that you do, even if it's on a small scale, make sure that it's quality work. Mm. Period. Make sure that you do quality work, even when it comes down to graphics, when it comes comes down to logos, when it comes down to your music, when it comes down to your, your, your whatever you're doing, and be original. Stop biting off of people, man. Be original. Like, do original stuff. I keep hearing okay. the same type of tracks, the same music over and over. That's one thing about hip-hop. Like, when hip-hop first came out, you didn't see two Run DMCs, right? You didn't you didn't see two Ice, ice Cubes or Ice T's or... Or, 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 you know, uh, LL Cool J. Everybody was different. Mm -hmm. Do something different, man. We try tired of hearing all of the same stuff, the same track, the same kind of music, whatever. Do something different. Also, whatever you do, try to connect with like-minded people. 
That's another thing. Connect with like-minded people. There's so many people that's in the kingdom, but it seems like a lot of times we have cliques in the kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. We need to be, we need, the kingdom needs to come together, man, because we're all, we say we're all Christians. We're all about the Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. We all need to come together, man, and, uh, and work together. And, and we need to support each other. So as you're, as you're, you know, out there meeting people and connecting with people, you know, you have to get out and you have to grind and you have to meet people and you have to connect because if we, if you don't connect to people, a lot of times it's hard as far as social media to go. And then sometimes people feel like they have to buy their way by, you know, buying this or buying that. Sometimes you don't have to do that. Sometimes you just have to, you know, as you connect with people, you get to know people that people will, you know, they'll, they'll see your craft. They'll understand what you're doing. I mean, just like with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, I don't think you would have connected me with me if you thought that my, you know, my stuff or what we're doing was whack. So, you know, you connect with people that's, that's, that's doing something quality and doing it, doing it for the kingdom and doing the right way. Amen. And it, out of all of that, y'all make sure every, like he said, do everything with quality, man. Like everybody's so much in a rush to get famous and all that. And I agree with you. That's why I try to take my time to make sure stuff is done right. Because just doing that one thing quality could take you to the next level versus you trying to rush something out and it's trash. Now you missed out on all these other opportunities because you was trying to rush to get somewhere, but it wasn't done right. So let's right. do everything like you said, like the Bible says, in decency and in order. Right, Good right. Time. Ain't no reason yeah. to rush. And, 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 the, and the main thing is, is like you have, you have to hear from God first. You know, if, you, if you're doing, if you're not doing things, you know, in order, and if you just feel like I'm just going to do this because I want to do it, you know, it's not, it's not going to work out for you. You know what I'm saying? You know, you have to, you have to do it. I mean, I, again, I'm an OG. I've been doing this for a while. And I believe that now this is the season that God has called me to do things. Um, my wife always tells me all the time. I tell her all the time that I'm a, I'm a late bloomer. So I, I, you know, I bloom late. So God is, you know, he has me where he wants me to be right now. And, uh, and I'm going to keep doing it until God, you know, says something differently. So, you know, um, just know that you are called, you know, follow God, you know, as, and as you follow his lead, I promise you, he'll, he'll direct your path and he will give you what you need to succeed, to succeed. All right, man. As we close out with, um, I like to give all my guests the opportunity to say what they got going on. So you kind of talked about a little bit, but let's put it all together. How can people follow you? Mm -hmm. uh, what projects you got coming up, merch, all that stuff. This is your time, man. So tell the people yeah. what you got going on coming up. Well, I definitely, again, I, I appreciate the opportunity, brother. You know, one thing I love is, is you know, young brothers like yourself that's out here and sisters that, that's out here that's like grinding for the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Just really have, you know, really have a heart for what God is doing in their life. And I really appreciate that. So thank you for what you're doing. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm praying that, you know, that God will grow your show, you know, and everything else that you're involved in with ministry that, you know, that he will continue to, you know, enlarge your territory. Um, but um, JS3, you know, Jehovah Jams Records, that's the logo back there, Jehovah Jams Records. Um, we uh, we have these two projects coming out. Like I said, we have my project, which is called Star. I'm a Christian rapper. Uh, that, that project will be out. And so a couple songs are, have already been released over the last year or so. So I started with On God. So you can, you can see the, the, the shirt right here, On God. So we started with On God. That was the first single that I dropped. And uh, and so we have have that single out and we have that merch out on our, on our website. And I'll get to that in a second. So we have On God, that's going to be on there. I have another song with, with February Hill um, called Queens and Kings. I don't know if you got a chance to see that one or see that video yet, but we have that joint out right now. And then we just dropped a song, Lovely Day. We dropped that back in January. So, you know, you know, so that's, uh, that's, 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 uh, you know, starting, <laughs> so, starting to get a little, you know, starting to, you know, open up a little bit. I, I really believe, honestly, I believe that that's a hit song. Um, so I have on that song, it's me and it's just BBOG. And Luke G, who's a big producer here, um, Christian producer here in Atlanta, and, um, and man, so you know we have that, and, and and so like I said, the rest of the project is coming out, and the February Hill Hub project is coming out. It's called 
called New Creation. So we're dropping both of those on April 29th. And so we're looking forward to see what God is going to do with both of those. So our website is JJams Records. Um, it's JJAMZ Records with an S.com. J-J-A-M-Z-R-E-C-O-R-D-S.com. And then uh, my personal IG is official J-S-I-I-I. Um, our IG for the record label is Jehovah Jams. That's with a Z. And then also our, uh, we have a YouTube page, which is uh, which is Jehovah Jams Facebook page. And we have a, um, a um, TikTok page, which is um, J -J is, uh, um, Jehovah Jams Rec, R-E-C. So, um, man, I just, I just praise God for everything, man. You know, I'm thanking him for all that he's doing. And uh, I'm so excited about the projects coming out and everything. And, you know, I, I'm just I'm just here to have fun, man. I'm here to have fun. I'm here to represent the kingdom. Um, I was talking about Lovely Day. We had a video out. And with the video, um, there's three scenarios that happen in the video. And so one was Luke, uh, who his car broke down. Uh, just be uh, his his uh, unfortunately, his mother passed away about a year or so ago. And then there was a there's my scene. And in my scene, um, it talks about me going to the doctor and having prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going through that right now where I, I know that I'm being, um, you know, I'm being healed by God. I had, a, I had surgery for prostate cancer a couple of weeks ago where they didn't actually remove my, my prostate. They actually um, did this, this, this um, therapy, this, this surgery called brachytherapy, mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. I actually, uh, they put these seeds in the prostate um, to, to get rid of the, to get rid of the cancer. And so I'll, so I'll be going through six weeks of radiation therapy here pretty soon. And, uh, you know, even, even through this brother, you know, I, I, I've been telling men that's out there, especially men, and I know women go through cancer as well, but men, no matter what age you are, we have to get checked. We have to have our yearly physicals and we have to make sure we, we get checked. Um, so my doctor checked me and found that my PSA levels were high when he did my blood test, you know, checked the blood and everything. And he said, hey, I think you need to go see uh, a urologist, make a long story short. And then I found that, like I said, about four months ago that I, that I have prostate cancer. And so um, God is delivering me. They, they, they said that the cancer is localized, meaning that it didn't go outside of the prostate. So um, I'm, I'm just thankful that I'm still here, thankful that, um, that it didn't go outside the prostate where I would actually have to have the prostate removed. Um, so I'm just telling every brother, every time I get a chance, every time I get a chance to open my mouth, I'm talking about, you know, we need to get checked for prostate cancer and for, and, and to make sure that we're healthy. Cause we go through so many things as black men, you know, with all the things that we have going on in the world with police violence and, and black on black crime and, and all these different things and not taking care of our children um, that we need to stay healthy so we can be around for a long period of time. So I'm, I'm praising God for, for him allowing me to still be here to go through this. Um, and I pray, I pray that, you know, as I, as, as I continue to minister that somebody gets a chance to be delivered and saved, um, through God, but also through um, being able to take care of themselves um, and their health. Mm -hmm. And definitely needed to hear that, man. Y'all heard that. We do need to take care of ourselves. I've definitely been focusing on that more, just, you know, focusing on my mental health as well as my physical health, right? Because like yes. you said, our family needs us. God needs us too, right? He do want you Absolutely. to be in, in good shape so you can do his will. So Absolutely. definitely appreciate, appreciate you for sharing that, man. And I also wanted to tell you, I don't know if you saw my post, but his song Lovely Day is on um, DJ LA. That's my, my DJ name. Um, I actually dropped a Christian mix and his song is the first song on there, JS3 Lovely Day. It is on YouTube now. If you want okay, to okay, okay. that mix, it's... Um, at the Marty Mars Show on YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel. That okay, okay. actually just dropped. First song on there, just to start it off with a lovely day. So please. Amen. To God be the glory. Yeah. I praise you, brother.
Oh, no yeah. problem. I, I, I told you I got you, man. That's my song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was listening to when you did uh, when you did a live uh, a live a couple weeks ago and everything, and and you, and you dropped it in there, and you was actually you know rapping the verse and everything. I was like, yo, that my, my brother right there. That's what's up. So yeah, that, that's dope, man. I, really I told you, it. man. You got yo. Yeah. JS three got bars, y'all. Don't sleep because I know he may be a little bit older. He got bars, man. <laughs> <laughs> he got hey. bars. Well, wait, wait till you hear the rest of the, the rest of the stuff that's coming out. I mean, I just, you know, I, I praise God for, for it. And um, you know what? It's it's like, it's it's a mix of like some old school, but with some new school. You know, that's what the, my project is all about. And uh, if people actually take take the time to listen, they they will hear the bars. If they really take the time to listen, let me say this real quick. I was it's funny because uh the the song on God that I did it, it has some people say it has like an older feel to it. And I was uh I, I I let these guys listen to it a couple months ago, and uh and as soon as they first heard it, they was like, man, that's trash, man. That like if it was like 20 years ago, it'll be it'll be dope. But I was like, oh really? Okay, that's all good. But so some people gonna like it, mm -hmm. and other people won't. But if you actually take the time to listen, you might learn something, and you might like be like, oh snap, did he just say that? Let me rewind that back because it is some bars up in there. So I praise God, bro. <laughs> All right, man, this has been a dope interview. Um, thank you for all my followers and supporters. Please like and subscribe. Again, the Marty Mars Show, that's my YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe. Share this with somebody else. This interview literally will bless you like it's blessed me. Again, support JS3 and Jehovah Jam Records. Support all your Christian artists. With that being said, this is... Buy, buy stuff, man. Stop, buy, buy, stop, buy stuff, man. Support <laughs> the kingdom, man. Not support just in spirit. Actually go out and support with your money. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. So with that being said, this is episode six, being humble with my good brother of mine, JS3. We are out. God bless. God bless y'all. Peace. Thanks, brother. <laughs>